often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 503. I am your host, Josh Albert. Recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. And unfortunately, I don't remember what all I said about it last week, but I know I was talking a lot about a rather large purchase. I was making with credit. <laughs> uh, I was hoping to have some good news going into this podcast. Being able to rub my fingers up and down the neck of a real Gibson guitar made here in the good old U.S. of A. By hands of Americans. Unfortunately, not the case. Not the case. I have not gotten a case, even a case. I haven't gotten the guitar, not, nor a case, nor a strap. Did buy some picks the other day. Bought some picks. I did get a really cool uh, effects pedal, which I, I guess I'll get into in a bit. But uh, yeah, I don't have the Adam Jones Les Paul as uh. I was getting conflicting messages from the uh, Carol that uh, I spoke with at Musician's Friend. Um, I don't know that she was that aware of what's going on with this guitar. I don't think she's real familiar with Adam Jones. She wasn't, you know, probably (laughs) waiting for this guitar, much like myself and I guess many other Tool fans and just Jonesian fans. Uh... I would think she would have somewhat of an idea knowing that how insane things were whenever Adam Jones released the uh, custom shop Gibson, the t- uh, three versions of that that sold out like immediately. And, you know, those were fucking expensive guitars, expensive guitars. I've been trying to get a, uh, well, you know, initially she had told me, um, that she had heard originally they were going to get stock until like September, which is like, fuck. You know, I hope I hope that's not the case. But then she's like, well, I got an email from a guy saying April 7th. That wasn't the case. I know that for a fact. As I'm recording this, it is April 9th. They have not gotten any in stock. At least for, for my, you know, I don't, I wish I could find out what... Like the waiting list was like, how many people are before me? And you know, I have no clue how many guitars like Gibson initially released. You know, uh, <laughs> I have no consensus. But um, from what I read, like I've been going on forums and stuff uh, on Reddit. I've been trying to find anything, any info I can. Uh, I forgot I haven't gone on the Gibson forum today. I was going to check that out and see if for the podcast and I kind of forgot, kind of didn't do it. 
<laughs> you have to start an account. So I was like, fuck, I haven't done that. Um, anyway, I, uh, to complete the guitar, I was like, man, I really need the diesel VH4 pedal. Um, before April 7th rolled around, I was like, well, fuck, you know, I, Again, this guitar, I kind of need to... If I really want to nail down that Adam Jones tone, which I might have talked about doing the pedal like last week and stuff, I don't I don't recall. But I was like, fuck, I have, I have to get it, even though it's like a 200-something dollar pedal. I'm like, son of a bitch, got to do it. And if you're not familiar with the diesel VH4 pedal, uh, it is uh, the uh, diesel amplifier. Adam Jones uses a multi-amp setup. He usually uses like two to three different amps. He's got like a Marshall and a diesel amplifier. Um, I'm not sure what his current setup is, his current rig. I think he might throw in a Mesa Boogie now. I may be wrong on that. <laughs> but for a long time, he's used a uh, Marshall with a diesel amplifier, the diesel, the German-made amplifier. It's a fucking expensive one. I'm not going to rush out. and I'm definitely not <laughs> purchasing, even if Adam Jones put out his own custom amp of the diesel. I'm not I'm not buying it cuz that's uh that's that's an expensive fucking amplifier like uh, if you get like the diesel I guess half stack um it's like 5 grand something like that for a new one I think for a new one. I think even used they go for quite a few grand. And you know, I'm already <laughs> you know Buying a guitar with credit, I don't need to throw another, like, a way more expensive amp into the equation. And I, I really, I don't need it. I'm not going out playing in live. I don't need a fucking half-stack. I've already got a Marshall half-stack, a valve state. Wish it was a tube. But, you know, those are, you know, becoming a thing of the past now that, uh, uh, what, well, there's only, like, a couple places left on Earth that create tubes. And one of them was, the, I, I think, in Ukraine... Is it Ukraine or Russia? I believe it's Ukraine. And uh, there was, I believe, one plant in China, but they had a fire at the plant, and then they've stopped production. I think at some point they're going to resume production, but the only other plant is in Slovakia, and uh, they are so, like, so behind on orders, on, like, back orders and shit, because they can't meet the demand for this stuff, even, like, big-name vendors of amplifiers are having a hard time getting uh two tubes like uh fender and stuff can't like fulfill <laughs> what they need for amps so uh you know even if i had a tube amp it would be <laughs> it's kind of good that i have a valve state and not a tube amp because if i had to replace the tubes it might be a problem anywho uh <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not going to be able to, uh, there's no way I can afford a diesel amplifier, but there's the, you know, $200, I can manage that somehow. So I, I contacted my musician's friend, uh, spe uh, gear specialist, I, I guess is the, the title, something along the lines of that, uh, Carol, who I had placed the uh, order with initially about the pedal, and I was hoping she'd give me you know, work on giving me a discount. I got a 10% discount. I was like, ah, shit. I, in hindsight, I could have gone on reverb, gotten a used one for like 160. Instead, I got, I paid a little over 200. Uh, it was like 200 something with it. And like, shit, I could have, I could have about cut that in almost. 
Almost half. Because I feel like it's 160. It was over 200 that I spent. So, I mean, I, you know, that's not quite half. But it's like a th- two-thirds of <laughs> of it. Whatever. Um, Great pedal, though. Great fucking pedal. And just using it as like a preamp or overdrive there. Like, it, you really, like, I, this little practice amp I use, this little, uh, <laughs> it's like one watt. <laughs> practice amp. It's just like not much. It's a orange amp that uh I spent like fifty or sixty dollars on. It's not nothing real impressive, but I the the pedal board I got going into this thing's pretty insane at this point. And then throwing that diesel VH four pedal. I mean shit, I can really nail some Jones tones with uh with that VH four pedal. And man, if you're really interested in and you're just you haven't heard it there's plenty of videos on the VH4 pedal but uh and you know a lot of artists from like the uh 80s and 90s used the uh, diesel amp like uh i believe uh Metallica uses a lot of diesel amps like uh heavier bands from that p- time period use a lot of diesel amps but uh i'm sure there's uh, newer artists too but uh i'm you know, I don't know, but uh, it it gives you some good, some good tones with that diesel. It's got a nice distortion to it, and just uh, I can get some good feedback. And <laughs> with just a shitty little practice amp, <laughs> I can get feedback now. It's great <laughs> with the headphones on. I mean, probably not great for my ears. That's probably not great, but uh, uh, it's just. Just sucks not knowing like when I'm gonna get it anyway. Like uh, the guitar that is, um, when I was talking to her about ordering the pedal, I asked her. I was like, okay, um, have you heard like have you heard any more on like uh, can you give me more of an idea of when I'm gonna get the uh, guitar? Actually, when I first talked to her on the phone, she's like, do you enjoy the guitar? I was like, I don't have it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly she's she you know not that much in the loop on the Adam Jones guitar. So uh I was like damn it. Had I, you know, when I called <laughs> maybe I should have asked like could I get you know, somebody on the phone that's, you know, more in touch with that. I mean she's really nice and everything. But uh and she also plays guitar and such, but uh uh anyway so she then she's like oh uh so then she looked into it when i was uh, ordering the pedal and uh she gave me an update and she's like it looks like july 15th i'm like son of a bitch so i gotta wait like at least three months and i know not to trust what she has given me in the past about dates about this I mean, it's not musician's friend that's the holdup. It's, of course, getting the supply from Gibson. So it's just a matter of them producing more and getting them to their uh, vendors, I guess. And uh, (laughs) I I have no idea how many people ordered this thing before me either. So, you know, hopefully the next shipment of these guitars that I'm able to get it. And, uh, 
I again, I was go, I've been looking at YouTube, trying to find and YouTube, Twitter, like all you know, everything I can. I keep searching for it just to see like how many people have gotten it so far, and then just how people are talking about like, ooh, they're telling me, you know, it's gonna be however many months or whatever. There's just not a whole lot of chatter on it. Um, at least the places I've looked. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong places. Uh, there's not a lot of chatter is the fact of, you know, I've seen a few people get it. There's been a few people that have made YouTube videos featuring it. And it's it's only been a few. Like I feel like Gibson must have only initially uh, released, you know... Uh, <laughs> a small amount of these things but i can't find any information that says like how much they initially released or any or anything to that i'm just not that in the know i guess um but uh i have seen <laughs> things in comment sections of the youtube videos and everything uh that suggest to me like fuck it could be a really long time before i get this guitar um like i had seen uh, one fella had mentioned that uh, he was ordering it through Sweetwater and he was told he wouldn't receive it until October. Like, son of a bitch. That's six months from me now. <laughs> Three months doesn't sound too bad, I guess, compared to six. But, uh, hey, I guess at least I wouldn't have to pay anything until <laughs> six months from now. There's that. Um but, uh, yeah, the, I mean, there's just not, like, positive things of the comments that I've had. And it's, like, very few people that I've seen that have actually posted that they've received the thing. And I did read on Reddit, I believe it was, that um, the day it was announced, that's when I bought it. When they made the official announcement, because I've been waiting, I've been... Watching Adam Jones's posts on Instagram, I got alerts for the man's posts, and I knew that you know he—that's how I knew about it anyway, because I follow him on Instagram about him releasing these guitars, because he teased it on there. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And so then, been waiting, waiting, and then uh, so day of, like I waited till like after I got off work that day, and so it was like three thirty-four in the afternoon when I purchased said guitar, which was apparently like 12 hours too late. Because <laughs> they uh, had apparently, before they made the official announcement even, like on Gibson's website, and I guess perhaps even on like Musicians Friends and Sweetwater and stuff, um, they had the guitar up for sale by 4 a.m., of the day that they were releasing it. And they didn't make the announcement for quite a few more hours, but I read on Reddit that it was, took two hours for them to sell out of the stock that they had. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> so I'm guessing people must have had, like, Google alerts or something. I don't know if Google alerts would happen. Maybe they are just been, like, sitting on Gibson's website. Fucking, you know... Just uh, hit refresh, refresh, refresh. One of the like the most annoying parts of it is 
that a lot of people that did get the guitar were not people that wanted the guitar. They just wanted to make a quick buck. It's just like, uh, it seems like this problem just keeps getting worse with everything here lately. Especially after the pandemic. I mean, you had all the people fucking hoarding the toilet paper and then trying to resell it for insane amounts of money. And I feel like the same people <laughs> bought these guitars probably have a warehouse full of toilet paper, you assholes. Ugh, you assholes. I hope it was cheap toilet paper and your asshole burns. You're like, God damn it, I gotta use up all this cheap toilet paper. Nobody's buying my toilet paper. <laughs> but, uh, what I was getting at is that it looked like quite a few people initially reserved this guitar, probably like, you know, as soon as it was announced that, uh, not the day of that it was being released, but I'm saying that whenever he, Adam Jones teased it initially, they're probably like, well, I'm going to reserve one of these because of the fervor that's going on over the custom shop models that they probably assumed that they could make some quick bank off these guitars. Because people uh, who initially got it, there's at least seven postings right now currently on Reverb of <laughs> used, but in mint condition, Adam Jones, Gibson Les Paul standards, which again were just announced like a fucking week ago at this point. <laughs> and uh, they must have reserved it in advance. And the the retail value of this guitar is $3,000. They're selling it on Reverb for 4000 or more. Which is <laughs> like, you motherfuckers. Like, you bought this thing knowing that it would probably initially sell out. And then I'm going to make a quick $1,000. But uh, th there was probably more than seven. I just happened to look today, and there was seven. I don't know if people bought them out. I hope no nobody buys them knowing the fact that they're going to make more, and it's just a matter of time before they get it, because, like, you fuckers, that's <laughs> what you get. Put it out there. And it's like four grand. Like, you're starting to get closer to the value of some of the custom shop stuff. Like, six grand for the uh it was for the cheaper custom shop ones and though i'm sure they're going a lot higher now on reverb i haven't like priced those in a long time because there's no way i'm buying one of those <laughs> but uh man these assholes that do that stuff and so i was kind of like perusing today i was like here's like man it would be really cool to like buy and sell guitars and like kind of get into that just so I could like experience different guitars and everything it'd be kind of fun to maybe make a little bit of bank but I'm not talking about doing it like that not like wait for something that guitar guitar players are fucking in just insane about and then doing whatever I can to get it before anybody can touch it and then just doing it to make a quick quick buck I'm talking about you know like going and just trying to find good deals and then like sort of you know flip it <laughs> eventually like find stuff that people are just trying to get rid of real quick where it's you know a good deal and uh see what i can do about it you know but uh or so, something i can you know have repaired and but that that's that's gonna take a lot of, a lot of money but i was like looking into how people go about those things 
and the, I was reading about like different strategies for doing it, and then there's reading about the again the asshole ones <laughs> about it because there's a lot of people that with that have big pocketbooks. You know, they got the they have the capital to uh, to purchase like really expensive guitars and sit on them. They will actually go out and uh, when there's like a a custom shop like Gibson or Fender or just like a like any guitar that's going to be rare that there's only going to be a few made of, they will pre-order and get on it like get it immediately. And they have it like you know climate controlled room and these people are often not even guitarists. They'll buy it, throw it in this fucking room, sit on it for like five to ten years, and then turn around and sell it for like double of what they had it. Kind of like sitting on, you know, like (laughs) wine collecting. But it's like it's a guitar, man. Like it's meant to be played and shit. It's like shitty that to do that, you know, when there's people out there that would buy the damn thing and actually use it (laughs) for what it was, you know, built to do. It's just not, you know, I, you know, I play guitar, but I don't, you know, I've never been a band. I don't, I just enjoy doing it. I, you know, so I'm not like touring, but you know, I use the damn things. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it just sucks, man. Sucks. You bastards. Brings me back to being burnt (laughs) when that investor outbid me on the first house I made an offer on. I'm still kind of burnt about that, but I recently just drove by that house Again, and I'm guessing the investor that bought that house probably didn't know a whole lot and just flipped it rather quickly for, you know, a, ha- a handsome profit. Uh, I would hope they at least tore out the bathroom carpet, <laughs> got rid of that. That was that was disgusting. It's in there from the 60s. OG carpet from the 60s in the bathroom. Um, I didn't take a tour of the house though. As I drove by, I could tell it looked like a family lived there. There was a kid playing like uh softball or something in the front yard. And uh <laughs> they I was like, "Man, I saw some of the things that were done to it. I don't think the investor did this, but maybe. I feel like maybe the family that moved in there after did. But they took away the garage, man. I'm a huge fan of garages. They it looked like they turned it into like a normal room and it just looks off from the outside. It's like son of a bitch, I had plans for that place. It was going to be <laughs> quite the lair for the slapbox podcast. There was an intercom. <laughs> an intercom. Ugh. But uh as it is, no, I didn't end up with that one. And uh Although I, I seeing it now, I don't want it as badly. But you know, if things, you know, I'm thinking, you know, it, being in the the penthouse, I now initially, I know I said on the show, this was a, probably going to be the forever home of the Slapbox Podcast, um, unless I, of course, uh, <laughs> ran into some real issues with, uh, you know, debt and stuff, and maybe got it foreclosed or something. You know, some some unfortunate event would make it to where it's not no longer the forever home. But I gotta be honest, man, I've really been 
really been thinking a lot lately is where it would be uh, pretty great to have a place where it didn't, you know, share walls with neighbors and stuff. I don't know. I'm becoming more of a recluse. I'm like, uh, <clears throat> I being getting more and more back into guitars. Like, I really would like to have a half stack at home, some big amplifiers. You know, maybe eventually I would get a real diesel amplifier if I had a place where I could just crank the shit. I mean, I thought about, too, just here, maybe soundproofing a room as best as I could. But it, that would take cost, like, a fortune and <laughs> probably wouldn't help my resale value here. <laughs> and, uh... But, uh, you know, it would be pretty sweet at some point to maybe uh, sell the Slapbox penthouse and then get, uh, I don't know what I would, if I would do that, if uh, what do I would name the new place. But, I mean, this is something still that's like uh, years away from now before I'd be able to afford to do that. I'd have to do some uh, upgrades here to be able to sell things. I'd, I think I'd really need to put a new roof on here. Do some other shit. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah. I still, uh, I have, uh, hopes, you know? <laughs> I don't know that hopes, but it'd be kind of nice. Kind of nice to just go down to the basement or a garage, which I, <laughs> I really don't think my neighbors, again, in the penthouse would really appreciate that. If I wouldn't want to do that to them, but, like, have the fucking massive amplifier in there and just just crank out some jones some fucking tool or just some rage and uh yeah but no yeah but no uh so unfortunately i don't have any great news about again the, the getting that guitar i keep hoping that maybe she's wrong about the July 15th, and then maybe it'd be earlier. I really highly doubt that. If she's wrong about it now, I'm going to venture to guess that it's going to be wrong in the opposite direction, where maybe September, October <laughs> is more realistic. Uh, but I don't know. I won't, I won't know, I guess, until July 15th rolls around. And then, uh, then we shall see. I will know for sure then whether or not it's coming in. But I keep hoping. I keep looking, checking my emails, hoping that there's going to be one in there about, hey, uh, you, uh, <laughs> we got your order here. We got your order. As of yet, I have not witnessed that. And I've also been like, when I get home, I check my front door to see if a package just happens to be sitting there. I'm like, no. No, of course not. Dark days, man. Dark days. <laughs> uh, but, uh, shit. I had an interesting day at work today. I, went, I don't know how involved I want to get into talking about this. Uh, may, I don't want to, like, be too mean about talking about this, but uh, we have a co-worker that uh, oh, is not very clean. And has like a, I mean, literally smells like shit. And, uh, you know, I don't want to like rag on the guy too much because, I mean, he's he's polite at least, but he's a very overweight gentleman. So I have a hard time, you know, wanting to be around him because the smell is 
it's bad. I think he has problems cleaning himself down below. I mean, he's got that going on. But <laughs> you know, it's like how do you how do you address that, man? I don't want to talk to somebody like, "Hey, can you clean your asshole better? Is this possible? Can we buy you something? Is there something we could do to help you out to where you're not killing the rest of us that have to work around you?" It's a very delicate situation. But uh we <laughs> try he always he's again being a large gentleman, he overheats real easy and so he's got a uh he's always putting a fan on him and it's like we'll try to get it to where we're not downwind of the fucking fan all of us that have to work around him because it just makes it fucking worse when you got to breathe in shit like shit particles man it's uh it's not it's it's not pleasant he like sits on a chair the whole time and he's got like a like a pillow that is now stained with what I'd rather not find out. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's I, uh, some kind of bodily fluid. Some kind of bodily fluid came out of his body, and it doesn't smell nice. Uh, but uh, because of this, <laughs> we were he was not at our plant today, so we were uh, my fellow coworker and I, who maybe I shouldn't name her. <laughs> But I guess if anybody works with me, they're going to know who I'm talking about. There was, like a, I guess, a discussion the day before of, like, wh- how we could minimize the smell uh, without, you know, obviously it doesn't appear that he's going to be cleaning himself better. So we got to come up with ways to make it, you know, easier on us than have to deal with it. <laughs> so, uh uh, well, I'll just, uh, Carol, my fr- uh, fr- friend from work there, she she had taped air fresheners to a sign that was up on the ceiling. I was like, what air goes, like, up? So, and then we were having a discussion. It was like uh, our uh, other coworker, Cameron, had mentioned something about, like, uh, putting it uh, by the vent. And then I was like, oh, shit, like, yeah. By the like, fuck that. We can put it like in the vent, like above. <laughs> there's like an air filter. <laughs> Didn't do it yesterday, but today, since uh, this this gentleman wasn't there, uh, like I don't want to make fun of him for being like overweight and stuff. But I mean, the smell, dude. I mean, it's a real problem. I mean, it it's like a sickening smell, and it's like I'm trying to be polite about it. You know, it's like fuck, man. I mean, it's hard to work with, dude. It is. You know, it it makes you sick. It makes you nauseous, and it's like, oh, like it's just not pleasant. Um, so I mean, it's <laughs> we got to deal with it one way or another. Um, but I was like, you know, there's an air filter in the vent, and uh, like right above the table where he sits. So we <laughs> today, I put one of those car air fresheners that Carol had procured <laughs> inside. I climbed up and <laughs> took apart the vent. And put it on top of the air filter, and then cl- put put the air filter back in <laughs> and closed it off. And wow, that uh that worked a lot better than I was expecting it to. A little bit too well. Um, like it's a fairly good sized room that we work in, <laughs> and like it filled, like the smell filled the room. Like it was. Like, I left it in there for, like, I don't know, a couple hours. 
and like you could go to the cafeteria and stuff and I think even in the cafeteria you could somewhat smell it. <laughs> like it was <laughs> it was like pretty crazy. But then another coworker mentioned she was like, Oh man, if I had to work around that'd make me sick. I was like, Well fuck and then I was thinking about it. Like we have the offices around and stuff. I was like, shit, man. IT and stuff was probably gonna be smelling that they're probably you know, they're not probably not gonna appreciate that a whole lot. You know, some of them may not mind the smell, but is with those air fresheners you know, some people like it. Some people just get really uh, disgusted by it. So I'm like, fuck, I should probably take that out of there. You're really going to come through. What the fuck is that smell? <laughs> so I took it out of the vent. And Agent Mulder's here as he's meowing high again. Um, but uh, took it out of the vent and then taped it underneath the table. <laughs> Hopefully. It's somewhat held. It, you, you couldn't smell it as much under the table, but ho- obviously is like putting it in the vent. I was, I'm still like amazed at how well putting it in the vent, like ma- like pushed it through the air. Like you really realize how much like air circulation goes through with just that one vent. Like there's more than one vent in that room. It's a large room, but <laughs> just that one, one air freshener in one vent. Just like just permeated the whole room with that smell. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, made for an interesting day. Made for an interesting day. You know, when you work a lot of hours, you get you got to do something to like kill kill the time, kill the time. And uh, it was it was a uh, it, it helped kill some time. Helped kill some time. I mean, I do I work hard. You know, I get my job done, but. Uh, Sometimes you gotta you gotta have something to somewhat entertain you when you're doing really monotonous things. Like if I did the job that used my brain a lot, you know, I I, I don't know, I, I I probably wouldn't have to do weird shit uh, to uh, pass the time. But it's, it's, you know, working at a factory is a lot like running in uh, long distance. It's uh, you know you got you got to disassociate your brain with what you're doing. When you're doing a task that's just very monotonous and repetitive, like your brain, if you want to retain your brain (laughs) and not just hate life, you got to be able to almost like a meditation to like uh, put your brain in another place. And when you're working with other people, you know, it's, you know, you converse about your just stuff. And like you got to converse and have a good conversation going on. But uh, when you're working, working by yourself, which I've always been really good at doing, <laughs> is just putting my mind in other places, like spacing out, daydreaming. Yeah. But uh <clears throat> it's uh yeah, it's a it's it's something. It's a it's a talent <laughs> being able to to do that, I guess. Although it seems almost counterproductive, like with the daydreaming. Cause like uh, a lot of it, you know, never really amounts to anything other than just me being able to survive another day <laughs> or like when I'm running, it's like to survive an hour or two, however long I'm going. I haven't, uh, unfortunately last week, I, yeah, I, I guess I mentioned I was going to be running a race. I was really on the fence of whether or not I should really be running at all. I kicked it down. I was going to do a full marathon last Sunday and, uh, I ended up kicking it down to a half marathon because I've been injured. I haven't had time to get a lot of runs in on top of being injured. 
So I haven't really ru- done a whole lot of running. I am in uh, some of the worst shape I've been in since like probably like 25th, early 2015, 2014 maybe. Like I'm in bad, bad physical shape. Like it's, it's sad because <laughs> I've been involved with long distance running now for quite a few years. And it's like to to backslide like this is just it's it just sucks. Probably why I still am dealing with a sinus infection now because uh, <laughs> eating shittier, not exercising much, it's a problem. But uh, so yeah, last week I went because um, I recorded the podcast earlier because I was going to do the race that was the plan, and uh, I went last Saturday up to St. Louis on the Metrolink up to go get my packet for uh, for the race. And, like, on the way back, I'm like, fuck, I should not do this race. I mean, I ran just two miles on sat- that Saturday. And those two miles did not go well. Because, like, dealing with, like, the sinus infection and stuff. I feel like had I not had the sinus infection, I probably would have just gone on ahead and been fine with everything. Because it was mainly, like, my breathing and shit that was off. And it was... My legs, because I've been doing strength training with my my knees and stuff, my legs have improved. And I feel like I can maybe swing a half marathon if <laughs> with the legs factor. Maybe. It'd be rough. <laughs> It'd be rough. Um, But, uh, yeah, on the way back from getting my packet, I'm like, fuck, I can't, I can't fucking do this race. This is fucking stupid. Why? <laughs> it was after the fact that I run earlier in the day the two miles and it didn't go well. I'm like I can't fucking do this. And then I was like, but I I set up the gear like I was gonna run the race. The next day I had my bib attached to a shirt. I had all my clothes ready to roll. I got up at the time I should have gotten up to like go run the race. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't a good idea. Wasn't feeling it. Wasn't feeling good when I got up that morning. I knew it wasn't going to go well at all. I'm like, fuck, I don't even want to waste the gas money on like driving up there again. It's like, fuck. And even though I spent like $82 on the race, I spent it like months ago. It's like, fuck. Like, it's just best that I not do the race. And that's the first time I've ever signed up to a race and not done it. Like it is like I have this feeling like I hate calling into work and it, had it not been for the pandemic, like, <laughs> uh, I, like I've called in a few times during the, since the pandemic and just cause, you know, I want to make sure that I don't have the Rona. Don't want to give people the Rona and, uh, <clears throat> but, uh. If it wasn't for that, man, I'd 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 work unless like I I'm like feel like deathly ill. <laughs> like if I knew I had the flu, I'd try to avoid people, at least while I, you know the you know wait the 24 hours whatever it is without a fever to where you're good to go. But like a cold, man, I'd work through a cold any fucking anytime. Cause I've gotten cold so many times and worked through it. Um, but I hate when I. Th- the few times I do call in, man, it's just, I feel awful. Not just being sick, but I'm just like, fuck, I, you know, <laughs> I don't like missing work. It's just a thing. And, uh, 
Like I feel like when I'm at home, like I I can't allow myself to do anything because like no, you're a you're a bad person. You need to just you just need to lay down and do nothing. You are bad. And uh, I uh, yeah, I felt that way whenever I I didn't go to the race. I was like son of a bitch. It's like I fucking called into work, like, motherfuckers. And it was just something I wanted to do. You know. Ideally for fun, to hang out with some friends, go do a race, maybe have a drink or two afterwards, eat some food at the end. Like, uh, that was a big part, you know, hanging with the friends, that sucks. Like, I didn't go, and, and you know, maybe I could have gone up there and just, you know, cheered everybody on and stuff, but it would have, yeah, man, <laughs> not doing it. Like, I already felt bad enough, like, this is. Uh, so now I got a shirt that I'm never going to wear, which I, I, <laughs> part of the decision for me to not run the race too was the fact that, cause I can't wear a shirt to a race that I didn't actually run. That's like, that's just wrong. Um, but when I got there, like, I didn't really care for the shirt. I was like, you know what? That was <laughs> not the physical problems I might have and where it wouldn't help me like get back from these injuries and stuff. I mean, that played into the decision factor of not doing the race. But the real selling point to finally not doing it was like, ah, this shirt sucks. <laughs> like, if it was an awesome shirt, man, I'd have been like, well, fuck. Even if I got to walk the majority of this thing, <laughs> I guess I got to do this race because I want to wear that shirt. I don't know. I'm a weird individual. Very weird. <laughs> you know, if I want a nice shirt, you know, I could just go buy a nice shirt. I don't have to like sign up for a race for that. <laughs> but it's like a badge of honor wearing those race shirts to me. You know, it's like, yeah, I was there, motherfucker. Every step of the way, I did that. And uh, the one I still wear the most out of the race shirts is my first one from Ireland. Not because it's like my favorite race. I mean, I really enjoyed that race, even though I walked the, like the almost the entire second half because of the stomach issues. Uh, it's just a really well-made shirt, and it's held up. The one I got the second year in Ireland didn't hold up in the dryer. It melted a little bit. The material did. And I was like, son of a bitch, and I had it on low heat. It was just – so I don't wear that one anymore. And then the one in Germany too was kind of shittier material. It was a nice shirt, but it's like the it kind of sh- melted a little bit. That dry fit material can be a real tricky bitch sometimes. But the one I got from the first Connemara I did in 2015, that one is holding strong. I wear it all the time when I run, and I love the fact that it's. I mean, it's from Ireland, from a race in Ireland. I don't know where it was made, <laughs> but. Uh, it, I mean, it holds up, and it's got shit about Ireland on there. I'm like, hell yeah. I'd love to wear the fucking Germany one more, but, like, I don't, I don't wear it anymore because it's kind of messed up, and I don't want to mess it up more by washing it again. So I keep the even the bad shirts. It's like some, uh, like, I figure someday maybe, you know, I could do something with those shirts, like put them in some kind of display or something. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, a f- I'm a fan of shirts. I've printed shirts, you know. I've printed quite a few shirts, and uh, I, I've always been a fan of a t-shirts, a sweet t-shirt. I haven't bought any in a while, 
But uh, maybe if I ever get this Adam Jones guitar, I'll have to sport a Gibson T. That'd be nice. I used to go walk around in a Marshall amplifier shirt all the time. And the problem is with a lot of those music instrument shirts, a lot of them are black. And I don't like wearing black shirts anymore. So I spend a lot, a lot more time these days outside. And, like, black shirts just get way too hot. They absorb that sunlight so much. I don't know. I'm not that down anymore, I guess. I don't need to wear black. I used to wear black all the time. I was as a as a teenager, I guess I was like Johnny Cash, man. With a lot of black shirts. Early twenties, wearing a black Sabbath shirt all the fucking time. And my brother got me a uh, Shelly. He had got me from uh, Ozfest one year, and uh, I didn't go to it. I should have gone to this fucking Ozfest when they were doing those all the time. There were so many great bands at that stuff, but I just didn't go to that many concerts. And, uh, man, I, I wish I would have been to one. I believe I've been like Rammstein played those before. I mean, just to see Black Sabbath with fucking Ozzy, like, fuck. I love fucking Tony Iommi, man. Some good shit. Ugh. I've been playing a little bit of the, the War Pigs, as I mentioned, uh, I guess, whenever uh, Russia started its special operation, talking about War Pigs. But I was playing some just the other day, man. And it's just, uh, it just sounds so good. And maybe kick and kicking on the diesel a little bit for that. The VH4 pedal. Mm, mm. My Tom Morello Strat with the diesel VH4 pedal. It's not really a Tom Morello tone, but uh, man, get that nice heavy. It's uh, you can get some kind of like good distortion for uh, doing some Sabbath. It's a nice little little uh, add to that. The, oh, the War Pigs. It's so it's such a fun song to play. It's hard to do a good job on the solo because it's actually was it two or three different guitar parts on that solo, so it's combined. So I don't know. It's good <laughs> to play with that to like do just one of the guitar parts from the solo, or you know, some kind of amalgamation of them. It's tough to say. It's a it's a tough decision. Tough decision. But again, it's not like I'm playing out and everything. So I don't even have to play the whole song, you know. I just mainly play like my favorite riffs to play. But uh but yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh if shit ever gets really bad financially though, at least I know I can sell <laughs> all my guitar shit. I got some nice so I could, I could make, I could pay some bills for a month if I sold all my guitar stuff. Uh, maybe we'll see, but uh, I, I hope not, man. I really enjoy that stuff. It would, it would suck to have to to pay that off. But uh, Shelly, uh, had just made a purchase. He got a bike from China. I need to get him back on at some point. I mean, we didn't have him on for like the ten year show and stuff, but I'd like to get some. 411 on this bike, but he bought a motorcycle from China that arrived, and Muffin Man and him have uh, been putting it together. And uh, Muffin Man's been talking about uh, wanting to come out and do a show at some point, but uh, he does have a lady friend these days, and he spends most of his time with the lady friend. So I, d- I, you know, I don't know. I don't know uh, when we'll make that happen. But I would, I would quite curious to hear about this motorcycle venture. 
is they got this motorcycle ship from China. And, uh, I mean, it looks like a nice bike from the, I haven't gone and seen it in person yet. Um, but Shelly has sent me, uh, videos of, uh, I mean, it's running right now. They just, uh, still kind of doing some stuff to it. And, uh, Shelly had said it came in like a, <laughs> a metal, how did he put it? I'm going to have to look up the message here. The <laughs> Um, do, 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 he said, uh, yeah, da, da. oh yeah, I still have the cage it came and, uh, you, you should see how cheap the thing is. It's thinner than a soda can. <laughs> uh, that's great. Thin, that thinner than a soda can. Soda cans are fucking thin. It's weird. The last time I went to South Carolina, um, I noticed their bottles of water actually were like thinner plastic on it, like very thin plastic. Yeah, I haven't seen really around here on no water bottles in in the state of Missouri. <laughs> um, so I can imagine that that'd be weird to just send like a whole motorcycle in a a cage essentially, a metal cage that was seriously thin. That I really want to see this and. uh it's. Uh, I mean, it looks like a solid piece of equipment there that he's got. I mean, it looks like a nice. There's some sounds of it. Of it running. I don't think it's like super powerful or anything, but he did <laughs> mention in uh, the uh, the messages here. He needs to check all the bolts too. Being it's Chinese, they didn't tighten them very well. You know, yeah, you might want to get, like, you just have something sent to you overseas. I mean, this thing's been sitting on a boat, too, you know, for months. It takes, like, three months to ship anything from, like, China. And then who knows how long this thing was, like, sitting in a warehouse. It's, uh, so not only just, like, the initial construction, maybe a little shoddy. <laughs> um, they're all about just, you know, kicking stuff out the door quick it's not about quality with most places made in china like guitars from what i understand i haven't i i don't own any chinese guitars i've got some i've got one korean made japanese made um made in mexico but uh i from what i understand some of the chinese guitars are, are getting a lot better and they're actually getting better at like faking uh <laughs> like Gibsons and stuff. But uh just because they've been doing it longer. And probably the places like Epiphone make manufactures stuff in China now. I think it's just a matter of keeping the same people doing it over and over again. At the end of the day, you know, it's about who's constructing the things. Like more and more of it is done by machine, but there's still the the human element there. And, uh, you know, people improve over time after doing it for long periods of time with something like building guitars and such. And that's what they saw with uh, when they used to outsource a lot of guitars to Japan. Eventually, Japan just became so good that they couldn't, you know, they just weren't 
sending them like the cheaper uh, to do the uh, super cheaper made stuff anymore. And it was like same with like Korea, and then China seems to be improving with it now. Um, the problem with China though is when they construct a lot of stuff, like they often don't have the like the same amount of people. Like their workforce is dispensable because there's just so many people that live in China. And like the, uh, <coughs> from what I understand with like uh, the, the people I work for, like the, a lot of uh, some of the products that we would get from China, um, they w- we would get from these distributors over there. And uh, they, the quality of the stuff would vary from like shipment to shipment. And because a lot of times it wouldn't end up being the same people anymore. Like they would only, this one plant would just manufacture for a long time and then shut down and somebody else would open up. And it's just <clears throat> a matter of keeping like the same people doing it and like really perfecting the thing, even if you have like cheap labor, like it's. I don't even know if there was really a point I was getting to. <laughs> That's just kind of make me think about earlier talking about buying and selling guitars. That is, man, if I were to really get into that, I'd have to do a lot of research. And the way things are now, most of the, you know, probably a lot of the stuff I would be buying would be online. And it's hard to spot things like fakes. Like you have the, the fake Gibsons that are made in China. They call them Chibsons. And uh, you, there's, they're getting better at hiding the uh, the fact that it's a fake. Um, <laughs> and uh, that would be one thing that would be hard to do, especially just looking at pictures online. Like I'd have to really get it into some research on how to spot that shit. And then there's also with with buying and selling this stuff, like when you're buying it pictures online it's hard to tell if there was uh major work done on it like if it had to replace a headstock or you know just a neck and stuff on a guitar and you can kind of hide that sometimes in pictures and you just might get fucked over you know in a deal and so you you know to make money doing it i mean you really got to start out with uh some cash got to have some capital and there's where, you know, some issues would really come into to play there. I don't have any extra capital to just, yeah, I'm going to start buying and selling guitars. I'd, I'd, I'd have to take out more loans, and that's just not a great idea right now at the moment. <laughs> Got the credit for it. Not a great idea, though. Not a great idea. Unless I wanted to be one of those dicks that just, like, I would wait for a guitar to come out that I knew that people are fucking batshit crazy over. And then just to hurry up and get one initially and then immediately sell it (laughs) for a profit. Like those fucking scumbags with their warehouses full of toilet paper. (laughs) Ugh. Assholes. I still need to hook up my bidet, damn it. I need to get it, but... uh, a fucking toilet seat. I still got it just sitting in the closet after my toilet seat wouldn't work on it. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> toilet seats aren't that expensive. I should buy a goddamn toilet seat that that works on. But I guess if we run into another toilet paper shortage, man, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to hook up that goddamn bidet. 
Like, fuck you. I'm cleaning my ass one way or another. Uh, now that I live by myself, though, it'd be a lot easier to just jump in the shower and, like, clean up. But I'd rather not, like, get shit in the shower, you know? I'd rather, I'd rather spray my ass off while I'm on the toilet and just let the shit go down the drain inside the toilet. Not in the drain in the shower, but in in that big old hole in the mouth. I want to shit. <laughs> spray my shit into the mouth of the toilet, into the porcelain god. I'm going to pay my tithe with shit. Which reminds me, I guess I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> I do need to clean my toilet. <laughs> oh, what sucks is it's like, man, I'm having the two toilets, which I don't use the downstairs one much at all. I try to like go in there once in a while and pee and just to like flush the toilet just so I can, because I, you get that, I guess from hard water or whatever, the deposits in the water, it'll leave that ring around the toilet. I don't want that, so... uh <laughs> disgusting and uh, I I still have to clean the downstairs toilet even though I don't really use it (laughs) and like keep like flushing it but uh, I I end up having to like leave bleach cleaner with bleach in it and leave it in there for like hours on end and then just eventually like flush the damn thing like I can get it out but it's it takes some effort if I did it more frequently but it seems silly to clean a toilet and I'm not using you know like one even like once a week it seems like a waste of cleaner but if I just like scrub it throw some bleach cleaner in there you know like once a month or so I can pretty much avoid that ring it's uh fun stuff to talk about shit and all <laughs> uh good to have a little vulgarity in there since it's kind of on you know in the tagline of the damn show often vulgar uh, i'm so old that i just i don't know i just don't i'm not that vulgar most of the time anymore i guess maybe it's also too from work i work with more people most of the time like i, I have to talk with various different people and you know i i play to my audience you know, I'm not the type of person that's just going to say whatever. I mean, I I mean, I, I try to be honest about shit, but I'm not going to like say stuff that I know that's like offensive to people or like grosses people out necessarily. Unless I know my audience, like I can get by with it. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, It's like there's I'm expecting Will Smith to come and slap me at any moment. So, but uh uh anyway, um I digress. I uh I had like a point I was getting to there. And uh yeah, vulgarity is uh Yeah, I don't know. It, it's when I worked by myself, it was easier for me to just be like to have a vulgar mind all the time, I guess. I don't it's just like I don't know. It's just <laughs> I think I'm just old. I think I'm old. I mean, I don't mind being vulgar. And I also don't, like, seek the shit out on the internet anymore. Although, like, I don't know that it was, like, I used to seek that stuff out. It just seemed to be more of a thing. Maybe it was just that, like, not only me being younger, but also my friends being younger. And the, <laughs> I guess maybe even, like, being in, like, the early days of the internet with, like, the early days of, like, streaming video over the internet when stuff was being shared. And then just, like, the just insane about of 
just fucked up shit that used to be out there where now it seems like the internet's way more like regulated it's not like the wild west it once was when there was you know like uh just a lot of fucked up shit out there like i'm sure it's still out there you just have to look for it harder like you have to like really venture out for it and like i've seen so i've seen it i feel like i've seen pretty much the worst of the worst and it's like uh, nothing would really shock me at this point to see a video of really. I mean, seeing murders like that's fucked up. Like I, I don't, I don't know that I'd ever get. I don't want to ever get desensitized to that. Like, uh, thankfully, I never did like watch any of the beheading videos. I, I really don't need to watch that. I've seen people get murdered in videos, and it's it's not pleasant. But I never watched it quite that brutally. Seen like. Videos in prison of people getting stabbed to death, and that's that shit's fucking brutal. But and unfortunately, I've, I've seen back in the back in the Wild West days of the when video was first being able to be shared over the internet and be able to like stream it enough to be able to to watch it. I saw some real fucked up shit. Saw a few like uh, from wars and. Just weird, fucked up shit, and uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, <laughs> I guess that's where why it was so vulgar starting out on the on the podcast, and then I guess also too me being my myself, I don't feel the need to talk about that stuff. Being in a group context when I had you know a lot of guests on, it was more of a thing. I don't know, I just deep thoughts, I guess, of me myself in a microphone. And Agent Mulder hanging out behind me. We're just grooving out, man. Grooving out. Uh, I guess that's about all I've got. Uh, like, I thought about talking about Moon Knight, but, you know, I've enjoyed the show, and I don't really have much to really say about it yet. Uh, <laughs> and, man, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Doctor Strange, at least in May. May not have a fucking guitar, but at least there's some stuff to... To look forward to. I want to see the Doctor Strange in the multiverse. It's only a few weeks away. Um, and yeah, that I guess that's about all. Oh shit! Like Obi Wan, I think is coming out in May too. Like fuck yeah, that's exciting. That's really exciting. Who needs a guitar? We're gonna get some fucking Obi Wan motherfucking Kenobi. Kenobi. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.